This podcast episode is brought to you by Your Wellbeing Promotion, a six-month program with Alicia Leadham to overcome the overwhelm of jumpstarting your wellness journey. This program is for professionals who want to either recover from or prevent burnout with a customized well-being plan and ongoing support. It's also for leaders or coaches who want to learn how to embody well-being themselves so that they can coach and lead others to improve their well-being using the content and the techniques that they learn from this program. For working parents who have a lot on their plate and are feeling tired of being stuck personally and professionally and are seeking clarity and peace of mind. And finally, people who want to become more self-aware and learn the tools to handle stress better so that they can stop surviving and truly begin to thrive. This is a program that you are not going to want to miss. We are currently enrolling right now at a very low price. Head on over to alishaleadum.com. That's A-L-I-S-H-A-L-E-Y-T-E-M dot com to learn more and enroll in the six-month program with Alicia. By the end of the program, you will have improved your sleep, your diet, your exercise, your relationship with nature, and your mental, spiritual, and emotional health. You'll master the skill of knowing how to relax and regulate your nervous system. You'll improve your mindfulness skills and become a person who is both calm and successful. This includes coaching, a course on the six gold keys to well-being coaching models, and a community aspect. So head to alishaleadum.com to learn more and enroll today. You can get started right away. And now back to the show. Welcome to Unlock Your Wellbeing, the podcast that teaches you the simple keys to health and happiness so that you can grow as a human being into a well-being. And now here's your host, author, certified wellness coach, mother and wife, Alicia Leadham. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. We have a really fun and exciting episode for you guys today. I know I say that almost every time, but this really is, you're gonna have to trust me. We have the story of a lifetime that you're going to want to tune into today. So I have two guests with me today, and this is actually the first episode we've ever had two guests at the same time. Um, one of them you will recognize. His name is Michael Liedem, and he is my husband. He has been on the show before, I think a couple couple of different episodes, right, Michael? I think two. It's been a think, while, though. I'm happy I think to two. Actually, I think this is your first time on season two, so welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yes, you guys know him as um, my husband, sometimes podcast co-host, uh, and we also uh, do some business together. So I talk about him quite a bit in a lot of our episodes. As you know, I run Alicia Leadham Wellness, and uh, Michael is the chief leadership officer for uh, my company, and then he runs his company called Catching Leadership. And then I am his uh, chief mindfulness officer. So we partner together quite a bit to bring our leadership and our mindfulness and well-being um, programs and trainings to you know companies and organizations. In fact, we're doing a big one um, coming up here in January, beginning of January, right? That's right. In person, which is very exciting. So before we introduce our third guest, 
we have to roll this this the stage out for you. Okay. So as you guys know, if you've been a longtime listener, you will know that we have a uh, a podcast um, editor on the team, and her name is Ainsley. Shout out to Ainsley. She has been with us since day one of the podcast, and the podcast came out just about a year ago, the beginning of January of 2022. And so how I found Ainsley was I had uh, been looking for a uh, an intern. And I reached out to my mom, who is a hairstylist. And as you know, hairstylists know a lot of people. And so I asked my mom, I said, hey, mom, I'm looking for a uh, local um, intern who could help me get my podcast up and going. Let me know if you have any connections of someone, you know, who's a college student or uh, whatnot. And I think like the next day or two later, she was like, hey, I have this friend who works for um, NICC. And she says that she has someone who would be really great. Her name is Ainsley. And so I interviewed Ainsley, not knowing her at all, right? I'm like, oh yeah, she's great. Love her. She's in. Okay. So um, yeah, this was a, a year ago. Now, long behold, this has actually started an entire crazy um, stream of events. Okay. So when would we, when would this have happened? So later, earlier this year in 2022, um, after I hired Ainsley, her dad, what's his name? Ryan. Ryan, right. Ryan, her dad is also into, uh, into fishing, which I did not know. Now we know that catching leadership is a leadership and consulting company, um, that is, brings in elements of fishing. And so he looked up Michael's book, bought Michael's book, was really into it. And he grabbed another one because one of his good friends, Ryan, down the street is also a fisherman and uh, a leader. Okay. So he hands him this book one day and he says, Hey, I think that you would like this book. And Ryan takes a book and he's looking at the back of it and he's like, wait a minute, how do I know this person? So I feel like at this part in the story, I'm just going to um, hand it on over to Ryan and Michael because uh, you guys can tell it much better from here. So I'm going to introduce you to Ryan Tucker. Well, it's great to be here, and I get I get chills to be honest with you, and and a little goosebumps when I when I hear you go through it because that's exactly what happened. And I know Ainsley Heisley very well, and I know Ryan Heisley very well, and I'll get into the story. Um, is that's exactly how it started. I got a call from Ryan Heisey, who just happens to be a great friend of mine that lives down the road. And I mean, a couple miles down the road. And he's my team partner on all the bass tournaments that we fish together. Um, and I've gotten to know Ryan basically from college and much better over the past probably 10 years. Um, but we fish together all the time. And I get a phone call from him which isn't unique, but he says, hey, I bought a gift for you. When you're in my hood, you know, in the next whatever couple of days, like text me and um, I'll come out to the truck and, and give it to you. I'm like, okay. So that piqued my interest, but he is, I call him gadget guy because he always has these like just random gadgets, right? Um, and he's brilliant. But so I go by and he hands me an Amazon package. So I, I was like, thanks. You know, when I get home, I'll open it. 
And it happens to be a book. And the book is Catching Leadership by Michael Leadham. And I'm like, oh. And I had just taken a role, not taken, I kind of transferred into a role um, as a director of sales over the West Coast for, for Simpler. And it was at a perfect time. I'm like, first of all, just by reading it and kind of reading like the forward part of it. And I was like, okay, this blends fishing into leadership. Like I'm on board. And if anybody that's listening to this um, that knows me, not a huge book reader, just not right. Like I'm just, that's not how I consume stuff, but I was like, I am all on board. So I start reading it, but I keep looking at the last name of Michael's last name, like Michael Leto. I'm like, I know this. And I, and, and, and I read his bio and I'm like, he's from the same area where I was born. And I'm like, huh, I'm going to have to do some digging. So I call my mother, Marjean Tucker. Um, and I said, do you know of a Michael Leadham, like Leadhams? And she's like, well, your, your grandma Tucker, right? was a Leadham. That's her maiden name. I'm like, yes, that's right. That's right. So she did some digging into it and found out that Michael's grandfather was the brother of my grandma Tucker, who was Millie Leadham. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty crazy. Um, we're cousins, but I'm going to kind of just continue to read the book, right? I don't want to be a complete stalker yet on LinkedIn. I'm just going to continue to read the book and go through it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I was in this period of kind of leadership and sales, and we'll get into this, I'm sure, a little bit later, but it was, it just kind of brought a sense of energy about me to where I have a passion from a personal perspective around fishing and angling that really kind of stemmed from my grandparents and more importantly from Millie Leadham now Millie you know like Millie Tucker she was a big fisherman in our family so as I go through this I tell my mom and I didn't know that this was going on but she was doing more fact checking in the background and she calls me and I don't know it like I want to say it was a week later she's like I'm gonna blow your mind and I'm like what do you mean she's like well you know how you're related to Michael Leadham you're reading his book like that's, that's really, really, really cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. I haven't reached out to him yet, but I'm going to, she's like, well, hold on because I have more information. And so I'm like, okay, go ahead. She's like, well, so this, this is going to, this is where I tell everybody I tell a story to, cause I've told it a lot because it's so important to me. Um, and so it's going to get a little wild for our listeners, but and it's, it gets a little confusing, but I'm going to do the best I possibly can. So my grandmother in, I want to say it was 1993, but anyway, she was down visiting me um, with Grandpa Tucker. So Grandma and Grandpa Tucker were down visiting me and watching a basketball game. Unfortunately, she became sick when she was in Des Moines. Um, she was in the hospital. She listened to all my basketball games, but she passed away in Des Moines. She never went home. Okay. So that left Grandpa Tucker um a widower what we you know call them and so he is alone right like but he has so many friends so many family in that area so beloved that he was a, just an awesome guy but he ends up meeting a woman by the name of Madonna Otting who he knew because he was very good friends with her husband 
who unfortunately passed away, I believe in around in his 50s. So she had been a widow in Cascade for a long time. Um, just an awesome, awesome lady. So they meet, they hang out, they get married. And her last name happens to be Odding. My maiden name is Odding, everyone. It's actually, I changed my maiden name to my middle name. So um, Madonna Odding is my grandma. So as I go, I my mom tells me, so not only are you related, blood related, right, with Michael, you have a relationship with the entire Odding family because of Grandpa Tucker marrying Madonna, which we were both, Alicia, as you know, at their wedding, okay? And unfortunately, at their at their funeral, which was the most amazing funeral, if you could have one, um, from a the amount of people that showed up and supported that was un, unreal, but just two spectacular people. I mean, actually, I'll talk about three spectacular people that had so much influence on me, but the dynamic, the fact that we're connected in both of those fashions, like I could not, I could not ignore, like this was just like this moment where my head kind of exploded a little bit. And I was like, that's it. I'm reaching out over LinkedIn um, to Michael and introducing myself and just wanting to make that connection, which I thought was so important because I, I felt like we shared so many values. And as it came into my, I guess, immaturity or maturity of leadership, that this made so much sense. And so I did. So I, I reached out to, to Michael over LinkedIn thinking like, is, is he going to think I'm a nutball or is he going to get back to me? And it wasn't long, Michael. I don't know the amount of minutes, but it wasn't days. I can tell you it was that same day that you reached out to me and I was so excited. You're like, hey, is there an opportunity to connect? And I'm like, here's my cell phone. Like, let's talk. And from, from that point forward, you know, and that goes back. I You might have the timestamp on it, Michael. Um, I do. Okay. So share that, Michael. Like, I think that's really important um, because I can talk about, after this, what I went through for that, for that remaining of time before we came together. Yeah, absolutely. Such an awesome story. It goes from, you know, really close friend and fishing buddy, hands you a book, connected both sides. And it's just, it's remarkable. But this was on May 24th. So it was right before Memorial Day weekend, which we could talk a little bit about that too. But uh, it was at 1213 Central Time. And you sent a message basically given kind of the synopsis that you just did about a little bit about your career background and then the crazy connections. And you put your cell phone uh, number on there and it was at 137, so a little under 90 minutes. I got back to you and said, this is wild. You know, are you free for a phone call, whatnot? And you said, exactly. It's really nuts. Anytime I'm free now. And so I'm pretty sure I just picked up the phone and called you less than 90 minutes after you sent that message. And uh, kind of the rest is history. Uh, we'll, we'll get into some of those next steps, but that was really special. And when I got this message first and I saw Ryan Tucker, because, you know, you were talking about last name, lead them and being familiar. I saw Ryan Tucker and I'm just like, who's this guy on LinkedIn, Tucker? It's probably a pretty common last name. It didn't cross my mind at all that it would be the Tucker from Cascade, Iowa or related yeah. in, in that vein. So, yeah, we got chatting and uh, we started talking, of course, about fishing and leadership. And you told me this story that you just you shared there. And then we actually went on a family trip down to Table Rock on Memorial Day weekend following this. 
and you went above and beyond and you were giving me like graphs of different spots to fish different lures to throw uh it was just incredible how we hit it off uh right off the bat um so I'll, I'll pause there um, because the the nature of this relationship continues to grow and leads to a really cool place where we're at now in the present reality. But I was kind of blown away by it too and knew that in my gut, I got to continue fostering this relationship and, and figure out what we're going to do next with it. Yeah. So at this point in the story, we get it, right? We're finding, we, we see that there's this crazy connection that Michael and I somehow were connected to Ryan. And actually, we are all related in some way. And we had never met each other. Well, ac- apparently, Ryan and I were at the same wedding and funeral, um, you know, 15, 20 years ago, yeah. maybe 25 years ago, uh, but that we didn't know about until uh, very recently, right? So you guys have this conversation. You connect in May of 2022, mm-hmm. okay? And you continue to connect throughout the summer. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think like if, if people understand me, like I'm like if I'm very interested, which most of the time I am, and very interested personally in people, like I'm not gonna let that like that that relationship that just got like made and that function like so I'm going to be pretty loud about it. So sending the pictures of the graphs and sending the picture of like, hey, I'm gonna help you, like selfishly that was my like I wanted to give that to Michael so like I was giving to get you know the 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 relationship to start to be built right and um that's very important to me but yeah I think you know like over that time we just consistently just touch base right like what's going on here's a fish picture how's business you know these type of things and you just ping things and we would talk every once in a while but we just kept that that door of communication fluid um and it wasn't every day but it it was it was consistent I'll say that over you know like at least a couple times a week I'd hear from him or he'd hear from me and um it was yeah it was really really nice you know what is also cool and I think we need to share it is just even the memories that you have Ryan of Alicia's father Russ I mean growing up you saw him like play football you know idol to me He was an idol to me when I was a young boy in Fort Dodge, Iowa, because my dad would take me up to watch his football games. And I just thought that he was just this monster of a man. And I was just like, at some time I'm going to be on this field, like being looking like Russ Otting. Like, honestly, like I remember walking up and like, those are like the times when you're a child and you're like these memories of getting it's cold, you're getting the hot chocolate, you're seeing, you know, like Russ in his uniform, you're like, these guys are monsters, right? Like, so like, those are all moments of like in in my, in my head to, to remember Alicia's dad by, right. Which is nuts in its own self. Yeah, absolutely. This is crazy that they were just in the same, in the same town. So if if you guys are a little confused, me and Michael, when Michael and I are not related, (laughs) (laughs) but we are from the same, um, our families are from the same small town. Okay. And so then Michael and I actually met in college. And so um, my dad is from his, his family is from the small town. So uh, there's just a lot of like connections of, you know, my dad is in high school and um, when he's playing football, then Ryan's also from his family's from the town. So he ended up being there. So there's just all these like little, um, not little, 
major connections from this um, same small town. Okay. Well, even on that note, I mean, Ryan and I, when we were hitting things off, you know, just kind of talking back and forth, we would talk about fishing the river in Cascade, downtown Cascade, Iowa, and both like just sharing, not at the same time, but there was still a piece of that, you know, awesome, beautiful little fishery there, the little Makokota River that goes through, through there, or uh, South Fork Makokota River, I think it is, or is it North Fork, whatever it is. But having, be able to be in the same spot in the same, you know, mental framework of having fun, catching fish, like you just don't get that with business acquaintances that you are trying to do business with or trying to make connection with being like, oh yeah, you fish that little pocket water that I used to fish as a little boy growing up. Oh yeah, know it really well. Like that's just special, right? It was to me at least. It is incredibly special. I think, you know, folks that are listening, like have these little moments of connection, um, but it goes so much deeper between you and I, you know, because when we talked about it, we fished the same area on that little spot, walking down those same stairs. We walked by, you know, and folks that are listening won't know these names, but when you think of Reen Lightheart, right, which was Reen Leadham and Millie's sister and your grandfather's sister, right? Like all of those connections, you you mowed the lawn for R.L. Tucker, right? Like all these connections where we never met, right? And, you know, we're probably 10 years apart, right? And I'm, I'm older, but it's that like you, you appreciated all the same things that you went through as a child, right? Growing up in the outdoors and all the, you know, like everything that you went through that I did, right? 10 years prior um, from the same area you know, and when you put all that together, you can't ignore it. That's the thing that I always say is like, you can't ignore this kind of like bringing this all together. And, and I sit there and I, my, my grandma Tucker was my biggest supporter, right? And she just was, she loved basketball. I was a big basketball player. She loved to fish. She loved to take me out there. She, she loved to take make me pancakes for days like on a Saturday morning you know like like she just loved on me and um I feel like she is somewhere saying do not ignore this connection because I connected you on purpose and oh by the way I connected you through a person that I respect um and I admire through Ryan Heisey and his family like that he's a great friend he's a tournament partner of mine there's a reason that I've selected him because he's a good man right and for that to come through that channel and Ainsley Heisey and Ryan Heisey like you just can't ignore it and I couldn't stop thinking about it from the time that we had our last discussion before getting into the whole catching leadership part of it. I won't go into that now. I might be getting into it a little bit early. No, but. I think you need to get into it because we haven't actually said like what the really big news is and what's actually yeah, what the outcome of this is. So you guys continue to talk over the summer. What, what, what were you doing, Ryan, and what was going on in your life? Yeah. So um, I was the director, um, active director of sales for Simpler, an incredibly dynamic company, a great company um, that was growing significantly, um, went through a lot of mergers and acquisitions. I was the director over the West team of account executives, if you will. I had a great team. I loved them all. Um, but I was in that kind of period in life where I was looking to potentially make more of an impact in something that I had a passion and love around. 
Um, and that was in the outdoors kind of fishing industry, if you will. And so that passion and this connection all started to mold together. And in my mind, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about it and be like, all right, I need to go explore this. Well, Michael, one day, and I think you texted me, Michael, and you were talking about how you have a focus around, um, from a retreat standpoint, I think is around the trout fishing aspect, but you didn't want to forget and leave out the bass fishing industry. And you had some ideas around some, you know, a guy, and, and if you don't mind me mentioning, but a, a gentleman that you fished with was your team partner at University of Iowa's bass club team, Bob Downing, who's an elite series angler about how we or you engage him to do some things for catching leadership. And in that moment, I said, you know what? I think you need to hire me. <laughs> I don't know what his reaction was because we were on the phone together, but it was that moment where I was like, I'm just going to say what I'm feeling and I want to come aboard catching leadership. And there's all kinds of things that we need to iron out, but I'm either going to go after this career from a fishing standpoint, I'm just going to go alone, or I'm going to do something really special. And there is no type of, like, in my mind, I was like, we're not going to get uncomfortable at all about this. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this the best way we possibly can. Um, I'm not, I don't care about the money part of it. I don't care. Like we, we will figure all of that out at some point, but I believe in what you're doing. I'm going to believe in what Alicia's doing. And I believe that this is the career path that I want to take at this point. Um, and I want to go, I want to go get after it. Right. I'm 46 years old. And I was like, this is, this is all coming together. Like, and it's blowing my mind. So let's go after it. So a couple of things on that. Um, I do remember you saying like, I want to come work for you or, or whatnot. And I, I didn't know if you were serious or not, but it was like very heartfelt when you said that. But back to kind of the origin of all this, when I wrote Catching Leadership, it was still very much from a bass fishing lens. So I was on the University of Iowa bass fishing team. I got connected to Bob Downey. Love it. Love fishing, bass fishing with my brother, uh, my, my dad and still do today and can't wait for us to actually get to go out on your boat tucker and yeah. go have some make some memories talk strategy talk sales you know talk all things catching leadership and make some awesome memories but over the uh, kind of evolution of like my own development if you will if you kind of use a leadership development parallel it wasn't that i wasn't enjoying bass fishing i still was but i was kind of getting called in some other directions when we were out in california and there was a local fly fishing guide out there who, again, kind of follow the signs, follow the omens. The individual who delivered us um, like farmer's market vegetables each week, he's like, you got to check out this guy locally. He is a really cool guy. I think you guys could help one another out. This was exactly about two years ago when we just had our, our daughter Melrose. And I remember being up late at night when you're rocking a, a small child and I'm just like, a junkie for YouTube videos on fly fishing, because in some ways there's a lot of parallels because it is still fishing, right? And in some ways you're a complete novice again. And that curiosity just got me so hungry. So I ended up just kind of going all in and being like, hey, fly fishing is like my new passion. And, and that's where I really want to go with some of these experiences, because I think it kind of puts people on a level, level playing field. You have to be so much more observant, uh, you go to some really cool, beautiful places. Not that you don't with bass fishing, but there's just, you know, it's a different, it's a different monster. 
So anyway, I go pursue that. But in the back of my mind, I'm also thinking like, well, don't just close the door on the bass fishing industry, man. Like, remember where you came from, all the fun times you had. And there's, you know, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of products. There's a lot of sponsorships. There's a lot of relationships and connections. And I'm like, well, and we'll get into more of this yet. But as we continue to build out catching leadership, I can still focus on the fly fishing component. And maybe Tucker can be kind of the bass fishing guru. And as we do future events or as we talk to different audiences, this just helps us grow in brand new ways. And I still am determined to get you out with the fly rod too. So we'll have to do a little 50-50. I come out and do some bass fishing with you. You come out and do some fly fishing with me. Listen, for the for, for the listeners, I am not against fly fishing. I've just spent <laughs> way too much money on the bass fishing stuff. And I know how much money it costs to get into the fly fishing. So it's more fear that I'll love it. And then like have to go spend all that money over there too. So it's it's a fear thing. So if I can use your gear, I'm in. I'm totally oh, it's done. Done, man. Done. <laughs> so i love this but i want you to tell me what you like what happened after ryan said you should hire me what happened next so i'm thinking naturally you know as an entrepreneur like how do you make this work right so like do i bring him on as like maybe he could be like a bass fishing guide slash executive coach and he could kind of work a different area uh maybe you know over the course of a a couple years i can you know, save up some money and I can, um, you know, bring him on at the capacity that I, you know, would be able to be parallel of where he's at right now. Cause we still are a small organization. We're doing really well and we're going to continue to do, you know, even better now with what we're positioned with the resources that we have. Uh, but with that being said, you can't just because you like someone or just because there's a connection, you can't just go make promises that you can't cash the check for. So I was trying to give it some honest thought and, um, you know, it, it was kind of like one of these things of, well, if an opportunity arises, maybe we can work something out, but let's just kind of slow play it. But we were sending text messages back about, you know, like fishing lures, spots, tournaments. And, you know, I'm looking at it from, from two ways, actually. One way is knowing the profession that Ryan Tucker's in and the connection he has. I mean, he's a wonderful guy. He'll never say it because he's too humble, but he's got awesome relationships with people. He's got a big heart. And I'm like, you know, if this guy can make a couple introductions for catching leadership within his own network with some of his fishing buddies, especially in the Kansas City market, which I don't have a ton of relationships in, I'm like, that would be golden. And, you know, maybe there's some kind of referral fee or bonus or something that we could start there. And then things got really interesting when he did say, well, what if it's in a slightly different capacity? And I like really come work for you. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's talk about what that might actually look like and and whatnot. And then all of the story that has built up to this point about it being about something bigger and having the faith in this and knowing it's really right in our heart, you know, in our mind, body, and soul being like, we're going to figure this out and kind of build the plane as we fly it. Um, Of course, Tucker is going to be getting paid for his work. You know, it's not like he's doing this pro bono, but he's also at this position in his career where he's like, I want to do something that is so purposeful that speaks to my soul in volumes. And he thinks that he has found it here at Catching Leadership. I know that he has, but I want him to get to experience and I'm excited for us to grow it organically in whatever way it takes us. So, I mean, I'm just incredibly grateful and I've enjoyed working with, it's only been what, a month and a half so far that you've kind of joined the team. And that's yeah. even a crazy story we have to we have to come back on when we first met in person. Yeah, that's why I but- wanted to go next. Well, I'll pause there first, though, if if Tucker, if you want to um, say anything else to the points that I just made, and then we'll go into the first meeting. I think you nailed it. 
I don't need to add anything like uh, just to talk. I think you nailed it. <laughs> That's exactly how this all kind of came about. But I will say like, just to, to, to kind of tee up the next part of this is like, we needed to meet in person, right? I was like, Hey, before we go, I like, I have to meet both of you. And I'm like, I'm happy to drive to Dubuque, Iowa, right? Like from Kansas city and, and, and do our deal. And, and you were, and you were gracious enough to put me up in a, a beautiful bed and breakfast, but I'll stop. I'll <laughs> oh stop. man. That's when the story starts to get interesting. Oh geez. So I think it was, um, was it October? All of a sudden, you know, Michael's starting to tell me, uh, like that him and Ryan are talking about potentially bringing Ryan on coaching leadership and what this could look like. And we're kind of talking it through. And then all of a sudden Michael turns to me one day, he said, so Ryan just put in his two weeks and he's going to come work for us now. Like it's done. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And we do need to meet him. Let's, and I'll, and I guess he threw out a date that was like the week later. Okay. Yeah. So he, we, we found this cute little Airbnb awesome. or no, um, bread and breakfast. It was, it was, yeah. 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 Um, and put Ryan up in it so that we could go out and meet him. Okay. So on this night, this ended up being like about a month ago at this point, right? About a oh. month ago. So we go and, uh, how do we explain this, this I'll, beautiful, I'll I'll do it. I'll try okay. and do it the best I okay. can. So if you know Alicia and I on, on a personal level, we're not really much for like just going to a cookie cutter kind of hotel. Like we want an experience, right? Life is about experiences. Um, some experiences are better than others, but like when you're going to stay somewhere, <laughs> when you're going to go on a trip or whatever, like it's important that it's memorable and that it's nice and different and unique. So we wanted to provide that to Ryan. And so we kind of got a recommendation of a place locally. And it is a, a beautiful place. It's it's actually Four Mounds is the place. It's it's in Dubuque. And we look forward to doing some future events there, actually, from a catching leadership standpoint. But uh, it just so happened to be that this place is, um, it's a bed and breakfast. And if you haven't been to a bed and breakfast, they are a little bit different than like checking into a hotel. And so it is tucked away in the Driftless area, which is a beautiful part of eastern Iowa there, where there's rolling hills and it's right along the Mississippi River, the big kind of valley, nice overlook. But it was a little bit later in the evening, so it's getting dark because the days are shorter and uh, there's a little tiny lane that you actually turn into. So you've got this on your GPS like, oh, OK, I'm here four miles and you're turning in here. And and Tucker, of course, he's driving a truck, right, because he does a lot of outdoorsy activities and he's got to haul his boat and whatever. So he's like, you know, pulling in here and can even fit in this truck up this little tiny lane. It's got all kinds of twists and turns. And there's like a shed that's kind of a creepy looking shed off to the side when you're going up there. And he gets up and it's this beautiful old mansion from like the late 1800s. You know, it's just breathtaking uh, building. But and I'll let Tucker take over from here. So you you get out of the truck, you're walking in. What is your experience like before we even walk in and meet you? Oh, for sure. So, well, one, I had never stayed in a bed and breakfast before, ever. So I pull up this lane and I'm driving through and it was one of those days, like if the folks, anybody like understand this, especially from Iowa, like the clouds are rolling in. It's really kind of low ceiling. It's dark. It's like it's getting dark and I'm coming up and and I'm kind of into the haunted movie deal. But I'm like, this place is completely haunted, right? In a yeah. good way. So th this place is so nice. And so I get around and I come up and I see this beautiful mansion 
never have stayed in a bed and breakfast, but I, I just anticipate like there's going to be a like front room where you check in. Nope. For all the people that know bed breakfasts, they know that that doesn't happen. So I'm just kind of sitting there going, hello. Right. And then just uh, uh, a woman that's working there and she was just, she was a treat. She was really, really sweet. And she showed me to my room and it was beautiful. The, the whole experience was absolutely, it was, it was great. I would do it over and I would do it over again in a heartbeat. I just had never experienced it. So it was all, it was completely new to me, but then I'm like, okay, so now Alicia and Michael are coming. I've never meet, you know, met you. And you have those like, kind of like, like a little bit nervous butterflies, like, like, how is this going to go down? We're going to be meeting in this like great room over here. Like, so, but it was great. It ended up working out perfect. So we pull up and this is actually our first time there too. And we'd heard good things, try to get him like the master suite and, you know, try and, you know, make his first day, first impression with catching leadership and Alicia Lee and wellness, you know, like a, a really good one. And so we roll up and the first thing we notice, like, oh, there's no other cars here. Oh man. Like, well, there's, you know, the Missouri plate, the Kansas city plates. And you're, you're just kind of thinking like, okay, well that's, that's his truck for sure. So we walk in and, uh, no one is there to so this huge mansion with all this like vintage stuff in it. It overlooks know, yeah. the Mississippi too. Oh, and it, there's is, like a big, a yeah. lot of land and, you know, weddings are hosted there. I, my last retreat that you guys have heard me talk about here on the, on the podcast was almost hosted there, but we weren't able to because of like timing. So all these like beautiful events are there, but it was pitch black because it's November and it's, you know, we couldn't see those things. And so it's all of our first time there. And all we see is a house you know and no one's there except ryan tucker <laughs> waiting for us to <laughs> get there i don't know if we texted each other or what and like came out and we like shook hands and gave hugs and just like nice to meet you and, and whatnot and I, per, like selfishly i wanted to go in and just kind of see the the space because if we were ever going to host a retreat or an event there like what kind of common areas and whatnot do they have so we kind of just scoped around beautiful stuff tons of history like we've said um of course, when you're the only one in a huge mansion by itself and it's dark, you definitely get a little bit of those eerie vibes a, a little bit, but in a good way, right? That's just kind of the way old things are. But anyway, you go where what we decided to do was to go into one of the commons room and have like a big piano and, and whatnot. We sat down and we had a, just a really good heart to heart, transparent talk. And if you know Alicia and I, and you know the way that we're trying to grow and run our businesses, like we just really value authenticity. And we just want to make sure that we're not just talking big game, but that we can back it up and that we all can get behind the same vision. And we might not know exactly how this is all going to pan out, but if our heart and our minds and our souls are all aligned on like what we're trying to do and the impact that we're trying to have, we can figure out the small stuff. We can figure out the tactical stuff. We just wanted to make sure that there was great alignment. And we started sharing stories and we started talking about, you know, some of the financial aspects of, of it and, you know, some of the growth stuff of it. Uh, but it was just such a great conversation to have in person. And I'm so glad that Tucker was the one who recommended to meet in person. And that's something that I think, you know, Alicia, you talk about on your show, and I know that I talk about it from a leadership standpoint, but that social connection piece. Sure, we could have had a Zoom call. We could have, you know, met in person at a different time. But I knew that you were serious, Tucker, when you recommended that. And you wanted to meet in person. And we wanted to just really, you know, forge this bond as a unit. So we we have a great conversation in there, but we really wanted to kind of wine and, wine and dine and take them to a nice restaurant in downtown Dubuque. So after we had that conversation. Well, we I want to chime in because uh, I remember Tucker said something during that conversation that 
really still sticks with me. Um, that gave me goosebumps of all these connections that we're talking about. Right. So like Michael said, we're talking the stories and that's when Ryan and I realized that we were both at, um, the wedding and the, the funeral. Um, because I don't know if we mentioned, but so my, my grandma, uh, Madonna Otting was married to, um, RL Tucker, which is Ryan's grandpa. And they got married, you know, in their seventies and eighties. And then five years later, they, uh, died in a car accident together. So it was very sudden, um, you know, very sad, but, um, so we were at, uh, their funeral together. And so we're really understanding these, these like crazy connections. And Ryan just looked at me and Michael and he was like, I genuinely believe that I was sent here to, um, to help you guys. And I think that you can help me find my passion too. Like it just, I get goosebumps thinking about it right now. You know, it's like moments like that where, um, it's just complete synchronicity and like, you cannot deny the universal signs and like the divine guidance that is being intervened, you know? And we looked around, we're like, okay, I think RL and uh, Madonna are here right now. We get it. We, we hear you now. Let's go eat. Okay. Let's go out and have some have some food. And at one point I was like, man, Ryan, I just can't wait for you to meet my dad. My dad, my dad like loved, um, you know, RL who was his stepdad. And, um, of course he misses his mom. And, and I, I just felt like when he could meet Ryan, like he could feel this connection to his mom and his stepdad again. Right. And so I just couldn't wait for them to meet. And I had mentioned that before we went out to, uh, to the dinner. Right. So we head off to the dinner and we end up having to wait for our table for about an hour. So we're sitting there just having our, you know, happy hour drink, waiting for our table. And all of a sudden the host brings us back to go sit down. So I'm walking back. It's the first time we're at this restaurant and I turn the corner. All of a sudden there's this long table in the back and I do a double take because at the end of the table, I see my dad and I'm like, oh my, is that my dad eating at this restaurant right now? So I go up there and it is my dad there with his friends and my mom's there too. And so Ryan and my dad got to meet right then. And I get chills again right now. I'm like, okay, listen, we get it. You guys, RL, Madonna, we get it. Thank you for the confirmation, but they got to me and it's just wild. Like, could it be any more clear? That was crazy because we were talking about like, you know, at some point you're going to get connected with Ruskin. Maybe we'll go out fishing or in the next trip or whatnot and to have it happen. I think, again, to what Alicia said, it's just like it's like in the book, The Alchemist, follow the omens. And sometimes those signs are just glaring in the face. And I know that there's some people out there who could be skeptical and they say, oh, it's just a bunch of coincidences. It's like you ask any of us three if it's coincidence and we're like, nope. We know what this is and we know that we have to enact on it and have faith in it because it is so special and unique. Yeah, it's it's really incredible. Um, and, you know, I, I probably on on my side, you know, like throughout my my life, I probably like steer a little bit to like not following those signs a little bit, just being a little bit more cautious. And um, but this was too strong. For that and I and, and I want to go back just for a quick second because as I was going through my like leadership role um within my past company like 
um, I loved my team and I really enjoyed what I did. And, you know, Simpler is going to go on to do great things without me. There's no question. And I was really fortunate and grateful over that time and my other, my, my, the, the past employers to, to be around really dynamic leaders that I, that I learned from. Um, but this is something that I absolutely couldn't ignore. And, and I knew that going back to that Memorial day, when, when this came, like, it was something that was always like in the background of my think as I was thinking about it and then it just started to grow and grow and grow and grow to the point where I'm like I'm not going to let an opportunity like pass pass me by or pass us by without actually taking the shot and asking you and Alicia to do go do something right and if it didn't work that's okay like in terms of like if you guys weren't interested but in my mind if I don't make that ask but the most important thing for me was that if I'm to that point and I'm really willing to go make that jump, then I'm not fully invested in my team. It's not about me, but I wasn't fully invested in my team. And when I called you and I said, hey, Michael, I resign is because my head was somewhere else. Right. And I, I like. I couldn't do that to the four people that I directed because I had too much respect for them. And candidly, I had too much respect for myself to say that I'm not just going to mail this in and go try to find something else. This all made sense to me, right? Um, so I had confidence in the fact that this is going to work, but I'm not going to mail it in, especially we're going into the last quarter. They're going to go figure that out. I'm going to keep in great contact with all the folks over there, but let's go do something special. And if not, I'll go fire something else. So I, I want to make sure that I mentioned that, that it was just so natural for me. And I had so much confidence that it wasn't, some people are very fearful of taking risks and very conservative. I would maybe put myself in that class. For some reason, I didn't feel that because I was drawn to it just emotionally and spiritually through like all of these connections. I was like, there is no wrong move here for me. This is all feels too good. Well, I applaud you having the courage to do that in your career because a lot of people will wait until it's too late. I mean, Alicia talks about all the time when it comes to stress and burnout and not maybe feeling fulfilled or just you're stuck, right? You just need something new and it's nothing bad about the company or the people, whatever. It's just sometimes you need, you need something new and you got to ask those reflective questions and then opportunity comes knocking and you jump on it. But another thing I want to just touch on is Tucker, as much as, um, you know, this transition and uh, opportunity for you to grow and be part of the team and help Alicia and myself out uh, with our businesses, it's forcing us to grow too. It's forcing me to grow as a leader. And I have plenty of, of room for growth as a leader. I'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, you don't just write a leadership book and then you become an expert and you never have to grow yourself. So as I was thinking about the business and trying to grow it in this incremental stepwise fashion, Bringing a person like you on, who I respect a lot, who I know has great tenure, has great skill set, who's going to hold the team accountable, hold myself accountable, and help grow this thing, it can be scary in a good way, right? Like, what if we do actually start growing really rapidly? Are you ready for this, Michael? You know, are you ready to lead a dynamic, diverse team where you might not have as much control? And that's where having faith in yourself and in the process and not needing the control in every little area of your life but just saying, I'm going for it. Let's roll the dice together. Yeah. Let's do it, man. And let's both grow and have fun as we do it. We will make mistakes. There's no doubt we will make some mistakes. 
Yeah. We're going to have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. And we're going to help a ton of people as we do it. And, you know, someday, 10, 20, 30 years from now, we look back, we're on a fishing boat together and we're laughing about this call, right? Remember that first podcast that we did? At least we told this great story. Like, it's just so cool to get to make these memories with, with both of you, really. Yeah. I love I this it's... story so much um, because I just, I want to chime in about, about taking that leap of faith um, because I do, I, I, I second what Michael said, I commend you Tucker for, for doing that because that is like one of the biggest fears that most people in life have, right. Is, is following your dreams and taking that quote unquote leap of faith because it's, it's diving into the unknown and you don't really know what, what's going to happen. I personally think that you never know what's going to happen in any position and role that you're in. There's something called a false sense of security, right? Um, but we still feel that that's like the safe quote unquote thing to do. Um, but I think the most unsafe thing you can do is not following your heart because if you don't do that, that's when your soul starts to shrivel. And that's when you begin to burn out because you're trying to push and force yourself to do something that you're not in alignment with anymore, you know? And so when you can snap yourself out of that and put yourself on a path that, yeah, that transition is difficult and it is scary, but you, your heart feels alive and your soul feels on fire, that's the path you need to be going down. And that's when you have endless energy to do the thing because you're not forcing it. You're not trying to like get yourself behind it. You are behind it because that's who you are. And so I, I love that this is part of the catching leadership story and, and we get to be a part of it with you, Alicia Lillian Wellness, because it just shows the power of uh, following your dreams and doing it scared. Yeah. It's really special. It's really cool. And my mind runs wild with all the ways that we can implement things and what we're going to do. And I don't have all the answers. I don't know exactly what we're doing, um, you know, in 2023 or 2024, 2025 and how we, how we build this thing and grow, but I'm going to listen more than I try and talk when it comes to listening to you, Tucker and your experiences. And I feel like that blend and also the team too. I know we are kind of making about us three, but we have some awesome people around us, like our team. Really talented, very talented. My first month, incredibly talented, driven, um, accountable, like just great personalities that want to see success, right? And that's where it becomes, in my mind, when we're small, but we're all pointed towards the the goals, right? And and the success. And But we all understand, like, it, it all comes down to, and I was going to go back to this, as long as we communicate appropriately, we will be so far above and beyond where some large organizations get. And you've seen this within your experience, Alicia, you've seen it within your experience in terms of how they get built and stacked and leadership models and also in communication starts to break down. And I think that we're just at a really good place right now based on our size to where we can communicate in an appropriate way and be open and say what works, what doesn't work. There's no feelings hurt. We're trying to build something in a way that makes sense for catching leadership, right? Like if you build really fast, you're going to miss some steps. So that might not be the model and that's okay, right? But we're going to do it how Michael Leadham, Alicia Leadham and the team, like how we all come together and say, this is the best way to go do it. And if we communicate about that, which we do, which I've seen we do on a weekly basis, um, it will be successful. 
It it totally will be. And I always, Alicia and I have this talk all the time because as entrepreneurs, you do want to like kind of keep your pedal to the metal. Like you always want to push yourself to go farther and you do have to work hard and you got to be scrappy and all those things. But it doesn't motivate me to grow just for growth's sake from a monetary standpoint. I get very inspired to grow personally, professionally, like actually growing my skill sets, my awareness, my perspective. But we're not racing to go public and sell this company. We want to have a long runway that we grow in a sustainable way that we get to do very impactful work. And to do that, I would rather go a little bit slower, perhaps, or say no to certain things or build the right relationships and do it the right way. Then 10 years from now, I'll be like, well, we have a boatload of money, but you're just replicating what you said was wrong out there with everything. Like, we don't want to do that. And just to name drop a little bit on the on the team, too, because they deserve it. Caitlin Alford. You go above and beyond. You're awesome. Uh, Brooke Barber, you've been doing an incredible job as well as a, an intern. And Monica Ragsdale, too. Thank you, all three of you, for stepping up and, and doing what you do. I know Alicia's got her team members, too. But honestly, it does take a team. It does take a village. And as we continue to grow, we'll get to uh, expand the boat, the catching leadership boat, right, and get to work together as a team bringing Tucker on board is just another captain of this ship who can help guide us do that. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think that this is hopefully inspiring people in um, many different aspects of the story, right? Whether it's being inspired from um, Ryan's leap of faith of recognizing and realizing that his heart wasn't in his current role anymore and it was time to move on and and actually do something to do that to move on or whether it's um seeing uh the signs that the universe is guiding you on and accepting those signs and not you know pushing them aside and saying oh that's just coincidence i don't i don't believe in coincidence personally um and i think the story can attest to that for us all um, but then also for other uh, entrepreneurs, right? Um, and and the kind of behind the scenes of this story and what it it kind of takes um, to be doing this this type of work. I really want to um, commend Michael for saying like, where what are we growing? What are we doing, and why? And this is actually part of the conversation that us three had when we all met together for the first time was what's our ultimate like vision. And one thing that um, Michael and I are really about is making sure that our lifestyle, um, our passions, we're still, we still have time to do our passions, right? We still have time to like live the life that we want and not just going just for the sake of going where then all of a sudden you're like, is this what I'm actually wanting to build? And so being really conscious of, you know, making sure that we can um, build and help the people, but also live the life that you want to live. You know what I mean? Like, isn't that the ultimate definition of success? I think so. Um, I'm excited to have you on board, Brian. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to be here. I really am. And this is fun. It's fun talking about it. Right. And so like, you get a little nerve. You're like, wait, I'm on a podcast, but it comes a little bit, well, I don't know if it's going to come off naturally, but I just love telling the story. Every time I tell it, um, it's fun. Um, it's really good to see you too, Alicia. Like I get to see Michael all the time. So it's good to see you. 
Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to have a great holiday season, right? To take a little bit of breath um, and to be able to enjoy family and friends. I think that's that's incredibly important. And then you recharge the batteries and you get after it in January. So um, I look forward to great things in 2023 with Catching Leadership um, and making new connections out there in the world for sure. Yeah. Thank Absolutely. you, Doctor, for everything that you've already done to this point. And I am excited to, to, to grow and to work with both of you. I mean, we do have an event on January 11th where we are the facilitation team because it's kind of this All beautiful three of blend. Us. It's, a, yeah. it's a healthcare client. So that's where Tucker's got a lot of the experience in. They want some mindfulness, well-being stuff. So that's where Alicia really ties in. And then the overview of it is it's for their leaders. So it's a leadership development program. So it's like, yeah, this is perfect, right? We get to be ourselves. We get to do the work that we love and we get to tell it in the way that we want to, like, yeah, it is still work. And we do have to show up and go do a good job, which we right. will, but it just feels different to me. I don't know. I've presented a lot and facilitate a lot of programs, but there is something special cooking here. So I echo what you say. This next year is going to be really, really fun. Um, so Alicia, thanks for having me back on. Hopefully I did a, an okay job for you again. We don't have to wait as long for you to invite me back to the next <laughs> one. I was starting to get a little nervous there. She hasn't asked me to be on in, in a little bit. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be wild if she invites me before she invites you again, like, Hey, yeah. Tucker, I'd like to have you back on. Like, I would take that I, back. I mean, I, I probably would because the response <laughs> after this episode, like the downloads are going to go way up and, and just say, wow, there's something about Tucker. I'm, I'm going to bring him back on the show. And here next year around this time, maybe she'll roll around inviting me back. <laughs> well, good. I remember first first season, I was like, please come on my show, Michael. And then we had to get you on. And now you're just begging to be back on because I have so many, so many new guests coming on. Well, I have a lot to say. I always do. <laughs> you, know me, you know, I always have a lot to say, but mm -hmm. yeah, seriously, hopefully I can actually get on a, an episode and, and lead. But anyway, this was great today. Uh, thank you, everyone, for for tuning in and listening to uh, all the cool work we're doing. Alicia, thank you for having the podcast. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into it. Ainsley, thank you for everything you do with editing the podcast and uh, continuing to promote it and get it up there. So, Alicia, if you have any uh, final plugs here, but thank you for taking the time and making this platform available for us to share this story. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Alicia. Yep, I, I second that. Absolutely, it's it's been really fun and a big learning lesson, you know, and it's one of my favorite parts of my week is getting to connect with other people, um, and learn about the story and, and inspires others through it, you know? So with that, I would like, uh, to share all of our, um, information, our links where we've been talking about LinkedIn. We talk about LinkedIn every episode, you guys. So go connect with us over there. We'll have, uh, Ryan's LinkedIn, to connect with him, Michael's to connect with him, mine. You can head to catchingleadership.com to learn more about um, what they're offering. And then of course, alishaleadum.com as well. Um, Michael's book, Catching Leadership is available on Amazon. And uh, my book, The Six Gold Keys to Wellbeing is also available on Amazon. And it's 50% off through the end of December. So if you wanna grab that before the end of the year, to help you kick off 2023 uh, with some strategy and ending the overwhelm to really improve your overall well-being, that would be a good move for you. And of course, we are still um, open enrollment right now for our uh, 
coaching and community program called Your Wellbeing Promotion, which you can check out on my website, alishaleedham.com. But thank you guys so much for being here today. I'm sure we'll be back and please feel free to follow along with our story. Uh, reach out to us and schedule a call if you'd like to learn anything more. Thanks you guys so much for being here. See ya. Thank you.